you will see the unction of heaven fall upon them. And the things that will come out from their instrument will be exciting to you. (coughs) This is the last Sunday of the month of January. Thank God January is going. Amen. This January has seen a lot of testimonies in the midst of Christ with Tabernacle. I have had my ears are full. And if you were here on Friday, you will agree with me about the testimonies of people who came out on Friday to testify to what God has done among us. Especially in this season in our country. When things are not normal. You know the position we are in the UK right now. Has caused a ripple effect. Negatively. To many homes. A great number of people. Have become destitute losing their jobs. Because of a decision we took as a nation. Our our parliament had never been so confused in the history of Great Britain. And the time of the greatest uncertainty has faced the decision makers of our country. Where a lot of assumptions have been made and people who know the truth keep their mouth shut because of wanting to be politically correct. But if you see, in the midst of all this, some are feeling the pinch already. Some are losing their jobs already. Companies are closing down already. Things are falling to pieces already. But nobody wants to bear the card. But let me say this to you. The Bible says the days in the time of famine, my people will enjoy plenty. In this house, God has preserved us and protected us. Because God also had told us about this time, many years, from 2004, God told us about this decision of Brexit and about the position the United Kingdom is today. When God tells a prophet that a calamity is coming, he protects the prophet in the days of calamity. When he told Jeremiah that Israel would go on, uh, on, on, uh, on into Babylon for captivity, when the time came, The king of Babylon spared Jeremiah who spoke. He said, treat him fine. He should not be part of it. So is God too. But let me say something to you. In the midst of all this, we need to know this. God has a hiding place for those who are faithful. He is a strong tower and a refuge in the time of calamity. And I want to say this to you that we have a cause in this house. To give thanks. Because the testimonies that have come in over this month is interesting. Many have been promoted. Really the way people are getting promoted here is scary. People have gotten new jobs. We don't have cases of people sacked and they are aimless and they are hopeless. No. Those who are in school are doing extremely well. Business are prospering in Christ's tabernacle. Plus, the knowledge of God in us is increasing. Now, from beginning of this month, God gave us scriptures to read. To begin to read the Bible together through in a year. (coughs) And we started. And today, we are in the book of Proverbs, chapter what? I, I can't, why you keep quiet? Chapter what? I haven't preached yet, I'm just waiting your appetite. How many of you have not got the bulletin for the, for the Bible study? Daily Bible study. If you haven't got the printout, raise your hand. Alright, so how many of you have got it? Tell me, what are you to... to 
So then why are you looking at me? You know, in this house, that's too loud. I'm a preacher that submits to your questioning. When I teach you, I ask you to ask me a question. It's rare or not. Many general overseers can't wait for questions. But I do. If I teach you, I allow you to ask questions. Because church is not a place where somebody dump ideas into others. It's a place where we reason with God. So that if my theology is wrong, I want to hear you tell me. You can correct me if my theology is wrong. But you have to correct me from the scriptures, not from philosophical thinking. Because if we go into that area, I may take you to deep waters. Which is not profitable. So in this church, I allow you, I, I teach you and I'm accountable to you. So you must be accountable to me too, of course you know that. So when God gave us these scriptures to read, God wanted us to learn. And some of you have been learning some interesting things. Let me tell you this. The reason why the church of God on earth today is in Pentecostal church, really. I'm talking about We're in so much chaos. A lot of things are flying all over the social media, flying all over the television. Many Christians don't know their left from their right. It's only for one reason. The Bible says in the last days there will be famine, not of food, but of the word. And many will stagger to and fro. So when believers don't read the Bible, they will become a dumping ground of all the falsehood of Satan. I will teach you in February on the coming of the Lord. And I will teach you about the, the satanic strategies in the last days. The church of God is a place where people should be converted to Christ and then they should be educated in Christ so that they can become Christ-like, not a place for various human philosophies. Not only that, so that when you become Christ-like, you can manifest Christ. That's the ultimate aim. Colossians chapter 2, chapter 3. Verse 23. They say, whatever you do, do it all your heart as unto God. No, go to Ephesians. Before we go into this, we'll be looking at this. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be teach pastors and teachers. Look at the purpose. The next one. To prepare God's people for what? Come on now. Say it loud. So in the house of God, every Christian is prepared so that you can serve. That's your purpose in this house. It's not for apostles alone to serve. And I'm happy that I'm seeing some of you doing it. If I cast demons out, you can do so. If I heal the sick, you can do so. Anything that God does through me, a baby in this church should be able to do it. A church that fails to fulfill that is a failure. I will together now. And that scripture says, the purpose of the ministry is to prepare God's people for works of service. Why? So that the body of Christ may be what? Built up. And the next one says... Until we all reach what? Unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become what? Mature. Mature. And become mature. So the church of God exists to take a novice to the place of maturity. So that somebody who doesn't know his left from his right, by the time he spent three months in that church, he knows the word of God. He knows the word of God. He, that's the reason why ministers should teach and should be questioned. The church of God should not be gullible, taking anything that they dump on them. No, the church is not a place we dump things on people. No, it's a place where we hear God and reason with man. So that we can bring the reason of man to what God is saying. So that your life could be better. I want to show you something now, it's friend to you. I want us to understand. 
At the beginning, we started the, over, uh, the, the bulletin, Overcomers Bulletin. The first part of the Overcomers Bulletin, I gave you an expose on the fear of the Lord. Read it again and again. Ah, read it again and again. And last week, I gave you an expose on what is success. Because the church of God now is getting mad about success. What people call success in the church of God is failure. To have a lot of money, build big empire, is failure. It's not success before God. It's not success before God. The Bible says, who has stood in the counsel of the Lord? And unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? We read this week when war came to Ezekiah. He ran to a man of God who had God and told him what would be the end of the matter. In the nation, and it was so. He didn't, Isaiah didn't come for prayer. He told what would be the end of the matter, and it was so. Listen to me, therefore. You must be grounded in the word of God, so that you will not be deceived in these days of falling away. So I wrote to you an expose on success, and how a child of God can be successful. Helping you to understand success to God is not described as wealth. God doesn't give you money, doesn't give you riches and stuff. God gives you ability. But, as far as God is concerned, a successful man is a man who went from heaven to the earth and, and fulfilled God's mandate for him. Isn't it? And then he goes back. He has money, he's relevant. He doesn't have money, he's relevant. Because we just did the burial of a pastor's uh, father on Saturday. If that man had 10 jets, can we bury the jets with him? So it's useless. If he had 200 houses in England, can we bury it with him? It's useless. We finished burying, we were to bury our own father. The father of pastor decided that the same morning. I would gather now. And when I, when I got mixed up in these two things, because Pastor Adisar's father was my boss in Federal Service 1975. So he's a person I know well. He worked in cartography and light I worked in geodesy and, uh, and um, uh, uh, cadastro section. Okay. And I know him very well. And we were going to bury the father of uh, one pastor in the afternoon. The father of the other pastor died in the morning. Then I now say, what is man really? Why are we so mad in the church of God? Why are we so senseless in the church of God? Why don't you understand that death is the destiny of every man? Why are we struggling over nothing? Rather than walking in the word of God and pleasing the God of heaven. So that God can be proud of us. I showed you from the last two weeks. If anybody will be successful... He must be able to read to the agenda of his life as written by God. And it's only through the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 1 verse 9. Chapter 9. And I told you also that you must be a person who fulfills the instruction of godliness. It is godliness that exalts the nation. And it is godliness that exalts the church. So therefore... The book of Psalms and Proverbs, we have almost finished reading both this month in our devotion. Let me show you some things in the book of Proverbs, the 23, the one for today. Because I have brief time with you today. Let me show you. Look at the book of Proverbs 23. There are many things in this scripture that are very, very intriguing. Look at verse 4. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Have the wisdom to show restraint. Cast but a glance at riches, and they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Do not eat the food of a stingy man, 
Do not crave his delicacies. For he is the kind of man who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit of the little you have eaten, and we have you have wasted your compliments. Do not speak to a fool, for he will scorn the wisdom of your words. Do not move an ancient boundaries or boundary stone, or encroach on the fields of the fatherless, for their defense is strong. He will take up their case. The defender is strong, and he will take up their case against you. Look at verse 13. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish him with the rod, he will not die. Punish him with the rod and save his soul from death. My son, if your heart is wise, then my heart is glad. That is God speaking to you. A wise man is the one who knows the word of God. God is glad with us who know the word of God. It says, my innermost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. That is God's church is talking to. This is surely, there is surely a future hope for you. And your hope will not be cut off. Is that what I've been teaching you? Isn't that what I've been teaching you? Your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, verse 19, and be wise, and keep your heart on the right path. Do not join those who drink too much wine, or gorge themselves on meat. For drunkards and gluttons become poor. And drowsiness clothes them in rag. Listen to your father. Who gave you life. And do not despise your mother. When she is old. Are you learning something? Come on, are you learning something? Look, let me say this now. This, this, this people here. Pastor and, uh, your pastor too is an evangelist. Deacon. And that's your wife. That's your wife. That's your sister. You are Baba's daughter. Are you Baba's daughter? Yes? Good. Now, let me say this to you. You see, their father died. We buried him yesterday. Can you give your father money now? No, sir. Oh. Can you buy clothes for him? No, sir. Your parents will be taken away sometime. What you do to them when they are alive, that will be the end of it. If you don't care for them, you will regret for the rest of your life. Somebody will say, if you do not, what the principle of God is, is this. Whatever a man sows, that is shall reap. If you, didn't take care, if you don't take care of your father or your mother, your children will not take care of you. But if you did take care of your father and your mother... And your children refuse to take care of you. God will raise other children to take care of you. Because you have sown. But those children who didn't take care of you, God will make sure that their children do not take care of them. See, the word of God is very straightforward. The Bible says God receives the proud and gives grace to the humble. If you look at what God is saying here, listen to your father who gave you life. And do not despise your mother. Because your father, you came out of your father. Your, the spermatosa of your father formed you. Life came out of him and into you. That is what manufactured you. Your mother is the incubator who incubated you. And your first food on earth was her body. Do you get me now? The Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother that this may belong. Don't you understand? The word of the Lord. 
Look at the next one. It says, buy the truth. Don't negotiate it. Do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. The father of a righteous man has great joy. So be righteous so that your father can be happy. He who has a wise son delights in him. Look at the scripture. May your father and your mother be glad. Come on now. So which means that you must be righteous and you must delight in God. That's what will make them happy. A good example of great humility. Parents are proud of a child who is very humble. A child who people... (laughs) You know when you are humble, it is very contagious. When you are humble, and it's very noticeable. When you are humble, opposition will be very reduced. Because a humble man, when you oppose him, he doesn't talk. He just walks away. God fights for them. You may think you cheated them, you are joking. This week we were looking at Sinakirub. When, when he attacked Ezekiah. And he had destroyed the whole nations around him. But when he turned his attack to Hezekiah, Hezekiah told the whole Israel, don't reply. He said, don't reply him. Why? Because if you reply him, there will be no room for God to reply. How many people have you replied in your life? And he got you into trouble. He got you into trouble. You know, if somebody speaks and you don't speak against it, there is little to hold about you. Maybe you give somebody, you tell somebody an opinion and the person didn't accept, then you start speaking about it. When that person executes his plan and he regrets, he will remember you. But sometimes when you tell people the right thing, they argue. So you just back off. That is humility. That is humility. You will never find me argue nonsense. The, the only thing that can make me take a stand is when it comes to the word of God. I will not respect any mortal man. When it comes to the word of God. Because it's above every man. But when it comes to opinion. Everybody has right to his opinion. Some opinions are foolish. Let a foolish man exhibit foolish opinion. That he may learn lesson to be wise. But if you give your wise opinion. And there's sharp antagonism. Keep your mouth shut. After all. Anything you say thereafter. Is for you to deaf ears. And will I waste your strength and energy and hope and enjoy your soul over nothing that profits you? The word of God is good. Come on now, let's let's look at the word of God and and obey it. Listen to me. I will live longer. You didn't hear me. I said I will live longer. Oh, la, la. Hezekiah kept quiet. But when Hezekiah kept quiet, and the people kept quiet, then the king wrote a letter, final threats to Hezekiah that we have surrounded you. It's like the whole of Europe surround London to alienate London. This is a king who had killed everybody, destroyed everybody, yeah? But he did not know it was God who ordained him to do that. Because in Isaiah chapter 10, Isaiah had prophesied years before that a king will arise in Assyria. And God will raise his hand over other kings. And he will destroy every king around him and nations. He will alienate them. And he says that at the end of it, he will be boasting that my power had done this. And then he said, then he will come against the people of Judah. And so the Lord shall destroy him too. Because God is the God of equity. So, that king didn't know. That God was pushing him to destruction. He now turned to Israel. Hezekiah not went to the temple and laid his letter before God. Letter, God, this is the letter that is written by an ungodly king to defame your name, O God of our fathers, answer us. And the God of the Father went to the man of God, Isaiah. Tell Hezekiah. Though you have been surrounded by your enemies, 
They shall not enter therein. Somebody say amen. I said they shall not enter therein. Somebody say amen. And now God now says something that looks quite contrary to human intelligence. He said the way they come through, the same way they will go back. If you look at how God fought the battle, God said to Ezekiah, it's not possible to believe that because they have surrounded you. The army that surrounded them are more than the population of Israel. So they can take Israelite one for one. The Lord now said, I will make Ezekiah your enemy, your Senakerub your enemy, to hear a news. Hallelujah. I say your enemy will hear a news. You know the news that God gave him. There is no nation under heaven, Ezekiah and Senakerub fear, except Egypt. So God now gave him a news that Egypt is coming to destroy you. Why he was in siege against God's people. Hello? God is showing you how he deals with the enemies. So, Sennacherib now decided that, let me go and destroy uh, Judah. And he sent a message to Judah and said, don't think that the king of Egypt will help you in this case. You only need to surrender to me. And the Bible says, according to the word of the man of God, God sent an angel. The angel of the Lord went to the camp. And the angel of the Lord, in the book of Isaiah 10, it says they will die by plague. So when the angel of the Lord went in chapter 37 to the camp of the enemy, he only stood like that. And everybody died instantly. Plague killed them. Okay? Angels don't need to fight. I have seen many of them. You know, sometimes when I talk to you on earth, it's so strange. You know, I, one of the pains I have is this. You know, you people who are born again don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. You understand? You know, but the only way you can know it, at least a glimpse of it, is by serving God truly. You can go to heaven while you are still alive. It's just like somebody going for holiday. A Christian have passport. Ephesians 1 tell us, Holy Spirit. It's not when you die, you go. You can go now and come back. But you see, those of us who do that, the things of this world doesn't matter to us. We don't build wealth in this world for the Antichrist to use it. We give our wealth and our all for the service of the kingdom. If we have food, we eat. If we don't have food, we don't eat it. And all that, it won't take you days before the Lord will reveal himself to you. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who will stand in his holy place, the place of counsel? Who will go to the place of the fiery pillar? Who will stand in the midst of cherubs? That he may know what the heavenly one is saying unto mankind. He that has clean hands and pure heart, who do not lift up the heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, they will receive blessing from the Lord. Not money. Blessing from the Lord. So therefore, God sent an angel to bring prophecy. The one who promised death tomorrow did not live to see it. Then God now made that man to run for his life. The same way he came, he ran through it back to his house. Your enemy will run before you. Those who plot against you, they will pick race before you. We serve the living God. And when he got to his house, it was his children who killed him. Okay? But the one who killed him did not reign. So they didn't kill him so that they may reign. They killed him because it is prophetic. God said, I will destroy him. Listen to me. There is a God in heaven that wants relationship. Those who serve him, he loves them. But you must not serve him in your own way. You serve him in his own way. I was reading to you the um, Proverbs. Before we finish, I think let me just zero into this. Today, just for 10 minutes or 15, let me say you something. I want to tell you, share with you briefly about Christ with Tabernacle. This church... Christ with tabernacle, what about it? Because we are going into a new month, and the new month is the month of uh, 
anniversary. And every one of you who are called into this house must have some understanding. As much as I will not give story about how we came to be again, in detail, you will have the publication next Sunday. This church came by the divine revelation of God to Apostle Alfred Williams, whom Jesus appeared to in February 2084. But then, from the time the Lord Jesus appeared to me, if you read the history, every move in this house came by open vision like it was to the people in the old, in the scripture, even to the place of buying our property, even to the place of buying this building. Open vision and confirmations. But the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want to help you just in the next few minutes to understand where you are, to identify who you are, and to know how do you belong. The key scripture the Lord gave us, or the motto the Lord gave us, let me say, is demonstrating God's power through love and building overcomers for tomorrow. That is the motto of this church. Therefore, everything we do is propelled by this statement. You find that in the book of Revelation from chapter 2 to chapter 4. But I'll be talking much about that further in February. How do we achieve this, this goal God has given to us? Our achieving this goal is divided into three areas of operations or objectives. One, we train to empower. Write it down. We train to empower the three objectives of Christ with Tabernacle. Then we equip to operate. And thirdly, we release to fulfill. We train people to empower them. Every member of this church should be empowered. That is our first primary aim. Then we equip you so that you can operate. And then, when you manifest gifts, we release you so that you can be fulfilled. This church is built after the pattern of the book of Acts. Train to empower. Matthew 28, 19-20. says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And lo, or surely, I am with you always to the end, very end of age. Therefore, Jesus said here, go, make disciples. In this house, therefore, it is the bonded duty of every member to make disciples. In other words, Haven't we got people converted? We must mentor them. So that the people can become like Jesus Christ. That's the reason why on this pulpit, error cannot, will not, shall not emanate. On CFT pulpit globally, you will never find error. It it is impossible for error to be preached on this pulpit. Because... The, the, the mandate of God to, to the church is to make people like Jesus Christ himself. So anything Jesus did not teach, apostles did not teach, we don't teach it. We don't teach it. We don't believe in it. And over the years, since we have been here, we recognize the things that Jesus teach, which we teach, and the apostles teach, has transformed every life that comes to this house. We train to equip. And we do that through many means. We have the youth group that takes care of the youth. We have the toddlers and the infants, the group that take care of them. We have the group which caught them, catch them young. We have the women of Rad Destiny who take care of women so that women can be fulfilling their identity. 
And they cannot be put down society, and they can cope with their role as women and wife and, and in society. We have the men of uh, the men's fellowship, you know, that trains the men. We have the family clinic where we teach people about marriage. I have done more than 1,000 hours of teaching on, on family. We have, people, we have the Holy Ghost Convention that teaches you about the gift of the Spirit so that you can operate in this gift of the Spirit. Everybody. There is no local champion in Christ with Tabernacle. I think if there is, his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's our local champion. I would together now. I train. You, to disciple means to train. To train is not to inform. To train is to inform and to apply the information. A trainer is not somebody who informs you. A trainer is somebody who informs you and sets up a lot of procedure to make sure that what informs you, you recognize it, you know it, you use it, and it works for you. So the heart of every pastor of CFT is that any soul that is given to them, they bring them to maturity. And the heart of every one of you is that any soul allocated to you, you ensure that they become like Christ, as you also aspire to be the Christ in this age. Listen to me. You know, in in CFT church, I told you the last time, the uniqueness of our church is this. Error cannot come out of this. Do you know why error can't come out of this? Several reasons. One reason was that I was born by a witch doctor. That is the name, Satan named my father. Somebody who has swam the ocean cannot be afraid of swimming pool. You didn't hear what I just said. So, in the devil we have gone too far to the end. Similarly, in God now, I think we have gone far, far enough. Far enough. I do not testify about the God I read about only, but the God who appeared unto me several times. My testimony of heaven is not fiction. I saw it. I walked in it. Last month, the Lord took me to paradise again. I've been praying I want to go back. (coughs) Because I want to see the agenda of God, detailed agenda of God for this end time. The whole nations coming together. I want to know what is going on about Israel. I want to know what is going to happen to America. I told you before uh, 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 this man, whatever his name, Trump came in, that he's going to rule America. And I told you before, even it was eight years before he showed, he was, he was, he was, he was, that he even showed up. God spoke to us here. Those information don't come because somebody ate belly food. They come because the God of heaven revealed to somebody. Listen to me. One of the reasons why we can have error is this. Because I know the devil and I know God. And I know that error comes from the devil with one intention, to derail man from God. Satan deceived Eve. She lost it. Mankind in trouble. Anyone deceived by Satan is superior. And because of that, and we know in the book of First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, it says in the last days many will desert the faith. They will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. But those who desert the faith don't really know they have deserted the faith. They don't really know it. So in the error they teach, they think with the whole of their strength and interest. Now, but devil got them. I was with the, the bishop, Roman Catholic Church bishop, in Ireland last week. And we, both of us are pouring out our hearts. And he was saying to me that, look, the problem we have is that a lot of young ones don't come to church anymore. And I told him that the problem we have as Pentecostal is that many people have lost their heads. Both of us are suffering. We need help. You have the structure and the system. Pentecostal don't have it. I said, so we'll do a bargain. What made your church to have lasted for more than a thousand years is what we need. Good governance. But you see what we can bring the youth now. We have it. But many of us have lost our heads on the wrong doctrine. Wrong doctrine do not train people. It derails people. So you and I are bound to make sure. You don't sell your ideas to people. When you have the opportunity to share the word of God 
Let the God of the word reveal to, mount to you the word of the God. Do you understand me? We bind ourselves with an oath unto God that if anybody or not, if everybody or not decide to disgrace God, CFT will stand throughout its existence as a solace for God that unclean things shall not enter into this place. Man in this place shall not run after wealth, you shall not run after fame, you shall not run after any other thing but revealing the truth of the word of God because the time is short. It is short, short, shorter than you think. You train people. If you look at the issue of training, in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 1, it says in the former book of Theophilus, I have begun to, to, to teach about what Jesus began to do and to teach. So we must do before we teach. We don't teach people what we don't do. Jesus began to do and to teach. We must do before we teach. In other words, every one of you must live exemplary life of God. You don't tell me that, you know, grace, grace abound to a sinner. No. Romans 12 said to me that. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to remain. Grace is cut off to a man who is born again and he went into sin. Reckless before God. Ungodly, an enemy and rebellious unto God. God cut off his grace. That's the Bible. The next verse says also, Do not be conformed any longer to this world, but be transformed. We talk about transformation, but yet we conform with the pattern of this world. If you are a Christian, get out of the world system. It pollutes your reasoning. And you will not be blessed by Satan, and you will not be blessed by God. Money is no blessing. It's just an addition. It's just an addition. I've told all of you in this church, God is blessing you, blessing us, you know, adding a lot to us, values, finance, fame, and stuff. If, you, if your company is so rich, don't make a mistake in your life of saying you are going to buy jet for Apostle Williams. I will stand as a legal counsel against you to the Supreme Court of that country for the charges of If you buy a jet, go and start an airline so that everybody will be blessed by it. And when I travel, let your plane carry me. So that it's not me you are buying jet for. Someone says, is buying jet wrong? No, it's not wrong. But it depends on your intention. If you buy a jet, start an airline. Everybody use it, and you employ captains and pilots that their head is correct. But you go and buy one jet, you employ one captain who does not update himself. The day you, he will drive you and your jet to where you don't belong, you will not have mouth to say it. We don't need jet. Ministers don't need jet for God's sake. What we need is knowledge. Ministers don't need empire. What we need is service. Look, let me say this. The life I live among you is what must be your legacy. Do we not have money? We have money. This place is not bought by stones. Do we not live comfortable? We are comfortable. Are we starving? Never it cannot be. Never it cannot be. We can't starve. We cannot stop. Because if anybody serves God truly, God will add blessings unto him. But if I sleep in my house, knock my door, I will confront you in the midnight. I have nothing to fear. There is no issue that somebody may come. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? We are peeping. No. Open my door in midnight. If you are a human being, I will deal with you. If you are a demon, I will deal with you. So what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? Jesus did first. And then, he taught. Let me say this to you because I have five more minutes. In this, what God is saying is that we who are preachers of the word should be example to be followed. 
isn't it? Hebrew 13, 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider what? Excuse me, consider what? Say it again. I can't hear you. And then, if you, are, if you are a Christian leader that cannot be emulated, you are a failure. I would gather now, because Jesus began to do for us before he taught. But let me help you understand. What did he say which you emulate there? Way of life and faith. But do you know that this thing is just a principle also? If you go to a place, if you are in a church where prosperity that they talk about is what I take all the time, all of you become gluttonous and you become greedy people. You'll be looking for money anyhow. And that book of Proverbs in 33 shall apply to you. Frustration. If you belong to a house where the man of God is always having encounters of God, everybody is spiritual. They are seeking the face of God. They want to go to heaven and they are pleasing God. The oil poured on the head, fall upon. That's the reason why I say this to television. Everyone who wants to go to heaven must be careful the church they go. Because your church will not take you to heaven, but it can hinder you and it can make you. Relationship. Number two. If you are in a church that the right doctrine is preached, if they go into error, pack your bag and baggage and run for your life. Because if a man who is in steering will left the road into the wilderness, everybody in the coach shall follow. You must not be loyal to man or to his system, but you must be loyal to the living God. Jesus says the blind will lead the blind, they will fall into peace. You know, Christ the Tabernacle have said this to you. If you come to this church anywhere in the world, if you don't follow me as I follow Christ, you are not a member of this church. You are only a friend. What makes you a member is that the God of Apostle Williams, who appeared unto him, who you have read of in the Bible, and of whom he had given to you, is the one you follow to teach. So that if you don't do that, you are not part of me. Because when we go to heaven, I want everyone, I want to see you there. I want to see you in heaven at all costs. And I will not be looking for you, asking that, where is this my member? Lord, where is this my member? It will not be my portion. <laughs> and we don't know your address. For it not to be my portion, you have to serve the Jesus Christ that I serve. There is grace in serving God. There is power in serving God. There is mercy in serving God. Emulate my way of life and my faith. You know, I told you that Africa, I was just sending them in the, in the other church now. Africa, African nation, only God will help that continent. Do you know why African continent has a problem? We serve idol for many years. And we have a lot of myth that idols give us. And some of those myths now, please permit me to take this thing. Because I've been so restless. It's not concussion I'm taking of. <laughs> eh? I'm taking lime and honey and water. Because I've not been sleeping well, I'm doing my dissertation on European Union law and Brexit effect. So I've not been sleeping. And uh, sometimes you, you over, over, you over, I mean, underestimate your body that your body, you can kill it and resurrect it. So when your body packs up, that's the end of it. So I'm trying to get my, my, my voice back and all stuff. But they gave me something from Nigeria, they call it Abuliki. Do you know it? <laughs> So, when I was coming, they said Aboliki. They said, what is Aboliki? They said, it, it, it will remove all the... I quickly took it and I rubbed my... And it's so perfect, you know. <laughs> all right. Let me complete this for you. In Africa, we have a lot of myths that have spilled over to the church. 
a lot of beliefs that Christians have not believed, but they came from idol worshiping. Beliefs like somebody block your star. It came from Babishigu, idol worshiping. When I tell you this, you can't argue it because I came from there. Unless if you are a witch before. If you are a witch before, stand up. <laughs> you will only have found what I'm saying. It came from Kabbalism. Somebody block your star. You have no star. No man under heaven has star in heaven. Second thing. Somebody cover your glory. I mean, common sense. Who gave the glory? So who can cover God? So you see how nonsensical that belief is. And some people will fast and pray over the glory. The fact is that the guy you are praying for is just a lazy man. Proverbs chapter 6 apply. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands, the property will jump upon you. Somebody who is lazy, who does not fulfill the scriptures, he does this, he fails, he did that, he fails. Why should he be failing everywhere? Two reasons you may fail. One, you don't know what you are doing. Two, you don't know God. And if you know God, and you feel, you don't know what you are doing. If you obey God, the Bible says you should study to show yourself. Not only the Bible, also your career. If you are a carpenter, they should know you in the whole London that your carpenter is the best of the carpenters. What are you doing that you did carpenter a little bit, you, you, and they tell you to come and nail house. All the nails are bent. <laughs> you said you are a plumber, you cannot give them certification after doing plumbing. You said you are a roofer, you can't give them certification. Why don't you go and get certified? Are we together now? Then someone will tell you that there are some glory, somebody is covering your glory. In CFT, nobody covers anybody's glory. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. In this house, there is no witch or no wizard. If you have witches in London, bring them here. I told you. When I went to Jebuland, and they sent a bird to come and kill me, I didn't pray against the bird. If a bird landed on my head, as far as I'm concerned, it's Holy Spirit. Because blood landed on Jesus' head and it was a dove, it was Holy Spirit. So if, you, if a blood landed on my head, it cannot be anything different from Jesus than, you know what it is. It's a blessing to me. A blood put on my head, I am blessed. A blood landed on my head, I am blessed. I don't have, I came out in my house with left leg. It doesn't matter. A leg is a leg. My both legs are blessed. I took somebody with, I took something with left hand. I don't care. The left hand is blessed. All this meat they give you. Oh, somebody, if you wear red today, is something, is nothing. Red is red, white is white. All colors God created there, celebrate them. Somebody said that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, they are put witchcraft in the food. It's the best food to eat for a Christian. Because if you eat one witchcraft, that is minus one. You, it will remain in you until you rapture. And when you rapture, you take it to heaven. Hallelujah, somebody. All those things that they lie to you as Christians, when people like us who came from occultic background, we hear them. We wonder how Christians believe all this nonsense. The Bible says, emulate our way of life and our faith. What's the secret to God? Study the word, pray, live the life of the word, be a peace of men. Is anybody here, apostle is quarreling with you? Huh? If I'm quarreling with you, stand up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and if you quarrel with me, I'm sure that the quarrel is not established. Amen? I look for the good of every one of you. It's not because you are good people, all of you. Because the definition of good is subjected to human reasoning. Somebody you say is good, another person says bad. Somebody you say is bad, another person says it's good. So, as your shepherd, I know that in the house of God there are nobles and ignobles. Hallelujah, somebody. And the Bible didn't say kick away the ignoble. It said retain the ignoble, wash him, clean him, treat him, teach him, show him nobility so that he can be contagious until he change and change and change and change and become noble. And some of you, I thank God you came here ignoble, but you are now noblest. Nobody didn't understand that. You have become the noble of the nobles. And some of you who have silver spoon fed, you are so noble when you came. But you are going to nobler and noblest. Now let me say something to you, therefore. I accommodate you. I love you whoever you are. I pray for you. If I have to fast, it's because of you. I don't fast for power. Because power is given already. And righteousness draws power. Obedience to God draws power. It's not fasting. If you go to mountain to look for power, it's a pity. The power is for you at home. 
You get me now? Some people say they are going to mountain to fast for days for power. They never even see one vision. Ordinary vision they can't see. Open, I'm talking about open vision. It's the vision of their brain they see. Do you understand what I'm saying now? No, that's not, that's not it. To hear God, to know God, is to fear God. It's to fear God. Imitate my life. And imitate my faith. If anything attack you, rebuke it on the spot in the name of Jesus. And that will be the end of it. I will rebuke something. Don't go again and say, I say I rebuke you. I say I rebuke you. I rebuke you. I say. The first one you said, he did not hear. He had. Rebuke and leave the word to manifest himself. You know, sometimes we attribute God's power to ourselves. No, all powers belong to him. Alright? But then, all the powers are yours. You know, we talk about different anointing. It does not exist. The Bible says you all have the same anointing. When the anointing comes upon me, the same anointing comes upon you. If you are an evangelist, you operate as an evangelist. I will operate as an apostle. There is, there is anointing. If the anointing is upon you, the same anointing that came upon me. If you are a prophet, you just prophesy. But I, the same anointing will come upon me. I will operate as an, as an apostle. But I haven't had all this also. I can enter to prophetic by obeying the rules of engagement. You cannot also enter in and out of some of the components of apostolic operation. Because apostolic office is signs and wonders. It marks by signs and wonders. Anybody who does not operate signs and wonders and is doing an apostle, when you get to heaven, you will give account. You are not called to it. You need to go and look for your calling. The same thing is like a prophet who does not see vision, does not see trance. He only prophesy. That's not a prophet. To prophesy is a gift of prophecy. But a prophet, Numbers 12, 6. If there's a prophet among you, I reveal to him by dreams and visions. If there's an evangelist, he preaches the word of God. Pastor will preach, nobody gives his life to Christ. Evangelist will just say anything. People will be running to the altar to accept Jesus. Because the same anointing make that arrest the heart of people. Because the guy is called to be an evangelist. Listen to me. The same thing with a teacher. He will read the word of God. You read the same thing. When he opens the word of God, you'll be wondering, oh, this same verse has all this. That's the office of a teacher. With the same anointing. But to say that one man under heaven is more anointed than the other one is heresy. I've not seen any man more anointed than me or not. Never. God didn't create one. And you and I, we are the same. The same anointing we have. Hmm? I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because I want to stop. You didn't let me stop. If I ask you a question, you answer me. I said that you and I have the same anointing. I, I don't believe that. I said you and I have the same anointing. Who is the anointing? It's Holy Spirit. God sent the anointing. Is the Holy Spirit. Anointing is another name for the Holy Spirit. You will receive power after you are anointed by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came and it produced power. Listen to me. Every miracle God has done through me, He can do through a baby in this house. God may even do better. Because that baby has a better mind than me. People have offended me. They haven't offended the baby. And if they offend baby yesterday, he had forgotten it. I don't forget what you did last week. I have, to, I have to conquer it and subdue it. I would together now. Understand this. There is nothing that God has done through me that he will not do through you. Okay? Yes, we agree? Some of you went with me to Ijebuland. You pack idols that people are afraid of. One of the deities, they call it Ayilala. And one of you, you carry with your hand and say, what is this? Say, I don't touch it. Don't touch, don't touch what? What is that? Ayilala. Throw it on the ground. Match it on the ground. Ayilala, they call it in Ijebuland. People fear that they did more than God. And you burnt it. Not Apostle Williams. When I commanded the bird, evil bird from the air and it fell to the ground, you were there. Rebuking it. And I was rejoicing. That these are the works of your hand, O oh God. These are people that cannot be deceived. There is nothing God can do through a man 
who is a man of God. Everyone who is under him has the same function, the same power. We carry the same glory. That's the reason why we teach to empower you. Because there are rules to operate all these benefits. And it all boils down on the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding had all who practice it. I want to believe today, when we come in, come back again, I will take you through the other part of this lecture. Because you can apply this to your corporate organization, train to equip, to empower, equip to operate, and release to fulfill. We'll look at the rest of it. And then we'll look at the seven pillars of successful church. One, accountability. Two, dedication or devotion. Three, commitment. Then four, transparency. Five, consideration for others. Six, succession plan. Good succession plan or continuity. Then corporate social responsibility. The first one is accountability, if you want to write it down. The second one is dedication or devotion. They interpret in two different things in understanding, but they are uh, geared to fulfill the same purpose. Then commitment. Then for transparency. Five consideration for others. Six, a good succession plan. That is continuity. And number seven is corporate social responsibility. Now, on that, last year we divided you into various professional groups. And I will say to you that the let those who a brother is training people on um, um, what again? Data analysis. Is it data analysis? Data analysis to become a data analyst. Now he told us that in the field of banking and you know all professions, data analysts are very few. Very, very scanty. And all organizations need them. Really, in, I remember that in those days we used to call it in surveying R&D, research and development. That the one who collects all the data and forecasts and all stuff like that. But now it is quite very, very scarce. And he said that um, there is no school that teaches you that. But he has equipped himself as a top person in the bank. And he wants to train as many members of this church who are within economics, maths, and all stuff like that, so you can go to bank and earn good money. And that course is starting this coming Saturday. Now, we have 30 candidates who have registered in that course. And there's no more space for this one. I think the course will take 12 weeks. Yeah? 17 weeks. But after the 17 weeks, you can go to the bank and apply as a data analyst. And data analysts, if they don't pay you at all, they pay you over 60K. And if you are very, very good, you go on six figures. Now, that is corporate social responsibility. Somebody who has qualified in an area is using that area for the community. Beginning first with the community of the household of faith. So if you have something that you are, you are agrees with, or you handle some matters in the government, which you, you had to bring behind it, and people can benefit from it, make sure you make contact, or you write to Apostle Williams, no, apostleacertichurches.org, apostleacertichurches.org, and I will pass you to the coordinator so that we can use our academic grace to bless 
the work of God and then go to the community and transform them by impacting to them. The Lord will strengthen and bless you. Shall we shall stand up together? We are going to lift up our voices as one and bless the name of the Lord for the privilege God has given to us to be his saints and ours. Shall we pray? Father, we just give you the praise. Thank God for the privilege of being a child of God on earth. What a privilege. What a honor. We exalt and magnify.